Sure, Texas making the Big 12 championship may feel like threat level midnight, but what what if there what if there's a happy spin? This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. When I thought that Texas would go out against Oklahoma State and win a close game, that Ollie Gordon and Alan Bowman and Mike Gundy would find a way to make things interesting late, I, I, I believed it. And instead, Texas dominated the Big 12 championship game, and they now represent... Wait a second. That's weird. Uh, there's a typo in my notes. It says that Texas is a Big 12 team in the college football playoff. Ha, 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 ha. Well, that, see, that's the case, it would seem. As much as we all look around and, and have for the last couple of months to say, hey, guys, we, we all agree that Texas shouldn't go to the Big 12 championship. Texas and Oklahoma shouldn't go play in Arlington. They certainly shouldn't go to the college football playoff win at all. But now that it has happened... Where does history turn? Where, where do we go now? How should I now feel about Texas being in the college football playoff? And I know what some of you out there are saying. Oh, what a sellout. This guy's changing his mind. Of course, he's going to change his opinion. And now Texas is a big 12 team. And now you want to value them. And now you want to claim them in the college football playoff. Now, of course, at this point, you're going to make some kind of positive spin. And you're exactly right. That, that's 100% what I'm going to do. Here's, here's why. Let me, let me give you this. Let me give you this. Before you tune out. Florida State didn't make the college football playoff. They were 13-0. They were undefeated this season. Did everything they could do in the ACC and didn't make the college football playoff. Texas, in the Big 12, went 12-1. Lost a game to another Big 12 team. And guess where they are? They're in the college football playoff. What does that tell you about those two conferences? The committee just took a Big 12 strength of schedule. Just took a Big 12 team. I, I get it. I get that Texas is a bigger brand than Kansas State and Iowa State. And they're a bigger brand than Arizona and Utah. I understand that. I know we can admit objectively that Texas is a big dog in the Big 12, and that's the reason that they are leaving. But it wasn't. Texas couldn't play Texas. You didn't have the strength of schedule of getting Texas and OU. Instead, their schedule featured Kansas, and it featured Kansas State. It featured Houston in conference play this season and Iowa State. And the committee looked at that and said, we want that in our playoff. Now, I know that road win against Alabama mattered, but what you heard all this week is that it didn't really. I mean, it was the, there was the whole, yeah, well, we want we want the teams that are the best, not the ones who are the most deserving, which is just insane to me, by the way. And the committee members who are, oh, you know, we thought about what, what would it be like? What would coaches, who would coaches want to play? Texas or Florida State or Ohio State or, you know, they're going through the matchup. It is so backward the way that these things are done. And if you look at the way the BCS would rank them, you ready for this? The BCS rankings are out. Listen to this. Simulated BCS standings have Michigan at one, Washington at two, Alabama at three, Florida State at four, Texas at five, Georgia at six. If the BC, if the computers still told us who go to the college football playoff or who go to the national championship, Texas would have gotten left out entirely, which I think is wild. But it's, it's further proof that whether it's the computer or real human beings, 
there is not a lot of value to winning in the first three weeks. Texas could have played Western Carolina and they would still most likely be in this exact same spot. It is all nuts to think that anything that happens in the first three weeks of the season has anything to do with what happens here. Because now, right, Florida State's a different team. Now Florida State's a different team. Let's talk Florida State for a second. I want to pull away and talk Florida State for a second. I, I know at 13-0, they should get in the playoff. It's easy, right? They're a 13-0, undefeated, Power 5 conference champion. It is one of the best defenses in the country. I don't give a damn who's at quarterback. That is a great football team who could compete in the college football playoff. But here's the one reason, the one thing, the one moment that I saw on, on Sunday where I thought, you know what? Maybe the committee got it right. I know it's wild to say maybe the committee got it right by leaving Florida State out. But when you watch that video of Michigan players hearing their opponent, of all the Michigan guys sitting around the room waiting on who's going to be number four, and they expect, they wholly expect it to be Florida State. And when Alabama pops on that video screen, the reaction is, ooh, oh, and then a delayed a delayed celebration. Everybody else that got in, they were pumped. They were happy. Let's go. Whoever we're playing, we're happy to be in the college football playoff. For Michigan, it was, oh, no, we thought we were playing quarterbackless Florida State. Oh, no, we have to play Alabama. Yeah, that's the one thing where the maybe the committee had a point there by siding with Alabama and not Florida State. Who's the better team? It might be. It might be Florida State. We won't get to know now. They're going to play Georgia. If they get beat by 20 points, then then we'll know. But we, we don't know. We might never know if Florida State should have gotten in. But may I point you to 2014 or Baylor and TCU both were held out and Ohio State made it in on a third string quarterback. This doesn't make sense. It's never made sense. The computers left Texas out. There's not a good way to do it. The one thing you can tweak with the college football playoff committee is actually get me folks who know about college football. Can you put me some people on the committee that know about That's why I thought that Texas was going to be left out instead of Florida State because these people sitting around that room just don't don't know as much about the college football playoff selection process as they should. We stick Mike Leach, Mike Leach said it in 2017. We stick a couple of random people in there with some old football coaches and sure they coached football, but what do they know about the selection process of the postseason? This team went 13 and 0. The reason that Florida State got left out is for TV ratings, is for the appeal, is for the draw. What happened with TCU and Georgia would never have happened with Florida State and anybody in the college football playoff because they are so good. And I don't think that it's a lazy argument to say that TCU last year losing to Georgia ruined anything for anybody. Where I sit, the one thing, the one area, the one moment where I say, dang, did the committee get it right? It's when I saw Michigan react to having Alabama on the docket. They wouldn't have reacted like that if it was Florida State. They'd have been pumped, right away pumped. That's who they expected. That's who they wanted. Oh, we can beat them easily. Then they got Jalen Milrow. That's a different story. Now, as for the Big 12 getting Texas in, I didn't think it would happen. I thought I thought the college football playoff committee would short Texas. Of all, yeah, would short Texas. But they shorted Florida State. They put a Big 12 team in over the ACC, undefeated ACC champion. You hear that? Did you hear that? They put a Big 12 team in over the undefeated ACC champion. And you tell me, you tell me 
This conference is not competing at the highest level of college football. I know Texas is leaving, but they had to go through a schedule that featured teams like Kansas and Houston and Iowa State and Kansas State. They had to go through a schedule where they didn't didn't get to play themselves. Their strength of schedule is not based off playing themselves. The Big 12 resume got Texas to the college football playoff. And now, guess who gets that money? Thank you very much. From OU's run of playoffs, well, they didn't win a lot. The TCU going to the national championship last season. Now to Texas representing the Big 12. Four different Big 12 teams have gone to the college football playoff. How Baylor's been close a couple of times. UCF made an argument. That says a lot about this league. And I know I'm changing my tune. I'm not happy Texas is there. It, 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 I shouldn't be. <laughs> As the host of Locked On Big I'm not, I don't host Locked On SEC. But that says a lot of good about your conference, our conference, the Dose Grande. Coming up, Big 12 Bowl selection is just a wild, wild thing. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, and every day. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Talent Solutions. LinkedIn Talent Solutions is where I go to hire I'm looking for an intern, actively looking for an intern. My last intern did a great job. I need somebody to do an even better job. The bar has been set. And if you're hiring for small businesses as well, you have you you have to get the right candidate, a top-tier candidate. LinkedIn Jobs helps you do that faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They have a vast network of over a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. They know what small businesses want, and they know you're wearing a lot of hats. So they make the process easy. They help you write your job description, and that just saves you time. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to boast your job for free terms and conditions apply again that's linkedin.com forward slash locked on college the big 12 this season let's be very very upfront was maniacal it made no sense it was nuts and when i started to see the bowl announcements one after one come out on sunday that's what i kept thinking we are so deserving of exactly what we're getting listen to this the radiant Radiance, I'm sorry, Technologies Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. The Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl. What's better? This is the best part of the whole damn thing. The Big 12 made the Duke's Mayo Bowl and the Pop-Tarts Bowl. I'm talking massive. I know we have the Liberty Bowl. We knew we'd have that. And the Alamo Bowl, we knew we'd have that. And we, of course, the Texas Bowl is or the tax, act, the tax Act, whatever it is, Texas Bowl is right there in Houston. But the rest of these are freaking awesome. We're going to have so much fun football to watch the rest of the way. And the Big 12 might go undefeated. They very well might go undefeated. Oklahoma getting shorted to the Alamo Bowl. I know it sucks that OU did. Oh, no. The team that's leaving the Big 12 doesn't get to go play in a big fun game. Not like you would have played in it anyway. You're going to have your team's going to opt out. And then you're going to go to the SEC. And who even cares? I don't even. Will Dylan Gabriel play? Do we know if Dylan Gabriel is going to play? Who cares? I'm happy. And it's going to be another win for the Big 12. Arizona's good. Jetfish is good. This is a, a, a one team that's leaving and one team that's coming in. I hope that Arizona wins. And I'm not ashamed to say that. But guess what, guys? Arizona's not going to win. Oklahoma's going to win. That's one feather in your hat. Iowa State versus Memphis. When those boys from Memphis get hit by a Rocco-backed 
They don't even know what's coming. When Rocco Beck starts launching the ball, guy who threw for 330 against Texas, starts launching on him. Yeah, best of luck. I love it. It's 2-0 for the Big 12. Kansas State and NC State. I don't even give a rat's who's quarterbacking. Avery Johnson? Now, look, if Avery Johnson gets hurt, we're going to have some serious problems. But it's Kansas State, some Ben Senate. As long as, look, the Big 12, here's the beauty of the Big 12. If you're, if you're a fan of BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, or Houston, you, you, you're new to this concept. The Big 12 is a blue-collar conference to the point that most of the players who aren't on Texas and Oklahoma don't opt out. They play in their bowl game because we do things the blue-collar way, the right way. We have some fun with it. So you're going to see a whole lot of the big names that you know and love of Ben Senate. Please, dear God, Ben Senate, make my point correct. You're going to see those guys play in these bowl games. NC State, I don't even know how NC State's ranked. I I don't host Locked On ACC. I don't have to know about NC State's ranking. Oklahoma State and Texas A&M. A&M just fired the coach, and they're an opt-out school. Half the guys have transferred because their coach is gone. Oklahoma State, they're pissed off, have the best player in the game in Ollie Gordon, and my God, just please go win. West Virginia and North Carolina. It's the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Dude, I don't know if you've seen the video of Neil Brown when he was at Troy and they do this like music video spoof thing and Neil Brown's dancing in the end zone. It is the cringiest thing of all time, but I love it. It makes me feel like Neil Brown is my father. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is just, he's trying to fit in with the cool kids. The coolest thing in the world would be a Neil Brown Mayo. But just imagine if Neil Brown got fired midway through last season and the last pure memory that you got was Neil Brown drenched in Duke's Mayo. After beating Mac Brown's North Carolina team at 430 Central on Wednesday, December 27th in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's awesome, man. I'm so happy the Big 12 got the Duke's Mayo Bowl. And then the guaranteed rate bowl, as if it couldn't get any better in Phoenix, Arizona, between Kansas and UNLV again. I don't care who plays quarterback for Kansas. I know they are very excited about where they're going, where where Kansas is going next year with Jaden Daniels back. They're going to give UNLV a hell of a run. I've seen a couple of the UNLV staff members have been hot commodities in the coaching search, coaching carousel world. We'll see how many of those coaches are still there. No, Kansas just lost an OC. But come on. I'm going to ask you to pick the winner between Kansas and UNLV. Where neither of these teams get to be home for Christmas. This is a, the game's on December 26th, so they'll be spending Christmas in a hotel, sleeping for the next day uh, for the guaranteed rate bowl. Who are you going to take? You're going to take Kansas. The Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa, Florida. UCF doesn't have to go very far now, do they? To play Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech was better at the end of the year, I guess. I, had I asked you, let me ask, I'm pitch, pitch this to you. Had I asked you three days ago, is Georgia Tech Bowl eligible? You would have probably said, I'm confident. You would have gone, no, oh, like three and nine. Georgia Tech's a four and eight on a good year. But no, they are bowling and playing our own UCF in the, again, Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, and then Texas Tech gets the beautiful honor of representing our prestigious conference two weeks from now. They don't get a lot of time to practice for this one. It's a long travel, long haul. They get two weeks off to prepare for the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana against Cal. Uh, Spavadol, less Cal. They don't have their OC out there. And 
I, I mean, do I apologize or is this just all, do you revel in this? This reminds me of where Baylor was last year in the Armed Forces Bowl playing on like December 15th. You're going, is it even bowl season yet? Why are we out here? And it, it just, no one cares. No one's counting any of that. But at the same time, it's for kicks and giggles. Texas Tech and Cal to kick off the Big 12's bowl season. Joey McGuire's got to get his guys fired up to play Cal. Again, had I asked you three days ago, is Cal Bowl eligible? You'd be like, no. <laughs> Cal's like three and nine. But here they are. Once again, Texas Tech and Cal. UCF, Georgia Tech, Kansas, UNLV, West Virginia, North Carolina, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, Kansas State, NC State, Oklahoma, Arizona, Iowa State, Memphis, and oh yeah, by the way, a college football playoff, Texas and Washington in the All-State Sugar Bowl. If the Big 12 doesn't go above 500 in bowl games, I will pry out my left hamstring with my bare hands and eat it raw on this show. Coming up, Houston. We have, what is the saying? Houston, we have a problem? Houston, we have a solution? That doesn't feel good. Willie Fritz is in town. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is where I go to do what? To make money. I love making what? Answers money. As the weather gets colder, the NFL deals stay hot at FanDuel. New customers get a hundred and fifty bucks in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bets. You go to FanDuel, you place five bucks on something on a, a Texas basketball to beat I don't know whoever they're playing, and then boom. 150 bucks in free play. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's $150 if your team wins. And you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time to get in on the action. Spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Build a parlay. It's what I do. I make money doing that. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official sports partner of the NFL. Houston has hired Willie Fritz away from Tulane to be its next head football coach. Not only do I give this hire an A, I give this hire an A plus, plus, plus as many pluses as humanly possible. It is almost criminal that it has taken Willie Fritz this long, 63-year-old Willie Fritz, to find a college football head coaching job in the Power Five. This is a dude who has some serious, serious Texas ties. Willis High School, Sam Houston State. He was at Blinn College. The guy knows Texas, which is going to be a massive boost in recruiting. And when I tell you he wins, the dude just wins. His overall head coaching record, 247 and 121. Every stop he makes, he gets it done. Two junior college national championships, a couple of Southland Trophy championships. He's won the Sun Belt. He's won the AAC. That is just what... The beauty of this, the beauty of Willie Fritz is that at any level, at any level, he just wins with whatever's in front of him. Whatever is, hey, you have to play these teams. All right, he's going to go win four and one in bowl games, seven and three in playoff appearances at the FCS level. Most of that, all of that coming with Sam Houston State. I'm good buddies with Brian Bell, who is his quarterback at Sam Houston State, who he took to back-to-back national championships at the FCS level, played North Dakota State in both of them. We don't have to talk about the results of those games. But he took it, a Sam Houston program that nobody in the, in the state of Texas was looking at saying, oh, everybody wants to go play for Sam Houston State. That's the team to beat in Texas in the FCS, FCS ranks. 
He went to Tulane. Might I remind you how we viewed Tulane football prior to Willie Fritz getting there? And I'm not, he might not go to a bowl game in his first year. He might not go to a bowl game in his first year at Houston. Four and eight, year one at Tulane, five and seven in year two. They trusted the process and won the AAC West in year three. Seven and six, seven and six, six and six, two and 10. Again, they trust the process. He goes from two and 10 to 12 and two, then 11 and two. And, and again, level headed winner. This isn't a failed experiment. It's not a, oh, yeah, we hired a Brady Hoke, which was never a, a thing. But it wasn't, oh, yeah, we made a hire of a guy who you kind of knew back then, and uh, he's still alive. No. Oh, yeah, we hired Jerry Kill. And Jerry Kill's won some, and he's lost some. Uh, no. Oh, yeah, we hired Gary Patterson, who actually got fired from his last job because he wasn't winning enough. No. Which I think that some of those would have been pretty good hires. This is much better than Cliff Kingsbury. This is much better than, than Gary Patterson. Because this guy doesn't get fired. He just moves up and up and up. And if he gives Houston five years, seven years, I, I would have said a lot of similar things about Jeff Trailer. I do like this hire better than Jeff Trailer because Willie Fritz has won a New Year's Six Bowl. Not only has he coached in college successfully in Division One college football at the FBS level, but he has won at the very top. He has won a New Year's Six Bowl. Jeff Trailer has not done that. Do I think Trailer would win at Houston? Yes. Do I think Jeff Trailer would win at Baylor? Yes. Do I think he would win anywhere in Texas for sure? Willie Fritz will do the exact same, but he's proven it to you at the level of going twelve and two last season. Winning the Cotton Bowl at the level of going eleven and two this season, going toe to toe, he was a top ten finish last year. Went toe to toe this year with Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. And brother, how do you recruit Tulane? I was I, I spent this last summer in the Alaska Baseball League doing broadcast. We had a player who went to Tulane. He had to leave. He had to leave Alaska. Had to leave the league because his homework was so rigorous. Because his academics were so rigorous at Tulane. They are strict about that stuff. It, it is tough to recruit a world-class athlete to go put up with that. There's a reason the Ivy League schools aren't competing for national championships like they were in the 1920s, because now the academics have gotten so strenuous that people would much rather go to a state school, a big state school, and do something else. For, for Tulane, same deal. They're the Ivy League, one of the Ivy League schools of the South. And he got players, he got recruits there to New Orleans where you're not the biggest show in town, and he won. And now coming to Houston, he is going to win. He is going to crack into the recruiting rankings. I could not love this hire. I wish, as someone who went to Baylor, I wish Baylor would have made a change with the knowledge that Willie Fritz was ready to move on. Last year, he didn't move up. He waited to this season. He's going to Houston, and Houston's a tough place to win. The reason why, if you Google Houston football, it's like the eighth thing that comes up. There are so many bigger shows in town in Houston, and there are so many great players in that area, but I'll tell you one of the things that's going to hurt you with that, there's a reason there's not really a powerhouse consistent program in Dallas. There are so many athletes who leave. They want to go an hour down the road, an hour and a half down the road. What if I played in Waco? What if I played in Austin? What if I played somewhere else? They don't like to stay home. A lot, of, a lot of kids don't like to stay home for college. Shocking, huh? Willie Fritz is going to be able to flip that script. He's going to be able to change that. And Houston's a place a lot of guys have won. Where guys like Kevin Sumlin have been pried away. Tom Herman have been pried away because they won so much at Houston. Willie Fritz is going to be the same way. The thing is, at 63, though, this is it. 
I think this is his job. For the next seven, maybe 10 years, Willie Fritz is a Houston Cougar. And it's, a, it's awesome. If I'm the rest of the league, I look at that and go, shoot, I have to coach against Willie Fritz. That's not good. I'm pumped. And if he goes three and nine, four and eight next year, don't give up. If he goes five and seven, six and six the year after, don't give up. Give it three years and the Willie Fritz experience is going to be stupid fun. This has been and always will be. Dude, I got so much content planned for you this week. You don't even understand the amount of content I have planned for you this week. Oh, I feel it. Locked on. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Dose Grande.